Welcome to the Everyday Conversion Podcast, the only five-day-a-week podcast helping faithful members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have and foster daily gospel discussions with their families based on the Come, Follow Me curriculum. I'm your host, Mark Sievercrop, and it's important for me to tell you up front that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts of this podcast alone and do not represent the official doctrine and viewpoint of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With that in mind, let's jump right in with today's episode. how Christ calls, empowers, and instructs the 70. And it goes from chapter 10, verses 1 through verse 20. And I'd highly recommend you read it. I'm not going to read it all today in the interest of time, but it goes through everything that the Savior counseled the 70 to do and what their responsibilities were. So I'd, I'd encourage you to read through that. And in doing so, the Savior is following the pattern that was established in Exodus when Moses called 70 elders of Israel to help him to lead and govern Israel while they were in the wilderness. And as I'm sure you're aware, in the restored Church of Jesus Christ, we have 70s as well. As a matter of fact, I was reading, I was looking through, and I'm not sure if I can find it here, but um, in previous times, there was upwards of hundreds of quorums of 70. So back in the early days of the church, they were, um, yeah, I'm not going to be able to find it. I, I had it earlier, but I can't find it now. But they were they were everywhere. <laughs> there was lots of 70s. And then they, they pulled it back for a while, and then they made it a, a general um, leadership calling rather than a local leadership calling. So, you know, we see them today, you know, saying prayers and giving talks in general conference. We see them accompanying the 12 as they travel and teach throughout the world. And we see them presiding and teaching at our local state conferences, among other responsibilities, such as, um, you know, they're assigned to positions such as church historian and, um, you know, um, directors of church education and you know, missionary department, and and they're given various assignments within church administration. So I thought today what we do is we take a a little bit of time and dig into the general or into the the 70s a little bit and answer some questions that I know I've heard in the past um, and questions that you might be wondering about the 70s. It's it's one of those, it's weird because the 12 is so well-defined. You know, the first presidency is so well-defined, and we know what they do, and we know who they are, but the 70s aren't, and it seems like there's a lot more gray area in what they do and and who they are and, and how they serve. So I thought we'd take some time to dig into that a little bit. So a few questions. The first, is being a 70 a lifetime call? The answer is it depends <laughs> on whether you're a um, well, I guess it's never a lifetime call, but but the type of call it is depends on the quorum you're in. So the first and second quorums of 70 are the general 
um, authority 70s. So they are called and their area of responsibility is throughout the world. And the first quorum, they serve until they are 70 years old, at which time they are granted emeritus status, which means they're still 70s, but they're not actively traveling throughout the world and fulfilling assignments um, at that time. They also, you can get a, it's possible to get a year-by-year extension on that 70 years with approval from the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. The other quorums of the 70 serve five-year terms. So very similar to like a bishop. Um, They serve for five years and then they're released. So the next question, you know, do they have jobs? Are they full-time or is this a part-time thing? Again, it depends. The first and second quorums of the 70, it's full-time. You know, they they um, stop their employment or their, their businesses and they work full-time just like the 12 do. But in the other quorums, in the area authority quorums, so the third through the eighth quorums, they are just like a bishop or a stake president or any of the rest of us with callings. They still have jobs. They still have businesses or whatever it is they do to make a living. And they fulfill these on a church service basis. The next question do they hold keys? And the answer is no, they do not hold keys. So let me find here. Um, there's a there's an article that I read that I really, really like. It's from uh, the August 2005 Enzyme. And I'll link to this in the show notes at everydayconversion.com forward slash 040. You'll get all the links to everything, plus a lot more. I mean, there's there's different things that I'll link to that I probably won't even mention in this. But this is an article called The Quorums of the 70. It's by Elder Earl C. Tingey, who was serving in the presidency of the 70 at the time. And he says, The 70 do not receive additional priesthood keys, but with each assignment they receive from the first presidency or the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, they are delegated authority to accomplish the assignment given. So when a general authority comes to your stake to reorganize the stake presidency, he doesn't have keys to do that. That is an assignment that's delegated to him from the First Presidency or the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. They're given that assignment to go to that state conference, and they're given the authority to interview and call and set apart that new stake president and his counselor. So they don't hold keys themselves, but they have delegated authority from the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. The next question is, how are they organized and led. So what is the organization or organization of the 70? Well, like we've said a little bit, the first and second quorums are quorums of general authority 70s, and they serve throughout the church. They serve on a full-time basis, and they serve based on their quorum either until they're 70 or a five-year term. Now, in the other quorums, they are area authority 70s, and they... Um, let me read what Elder Tingey says here. It says, Area 70s live at home and serve on a church service basis, much like a bishop or a stake president, for a designated number of years. They receive assignments similar to those received by General Authority 70s, with the exception that they serve in their local areas rather than worldwide. So I know there was some clarification a few years ago, and I can't remember who said it or what the context was, But I think it's important for us to realize and notice there that, like they said, 
um, you know, they receive assignments and have the same calling that the general or the area authority 70s have the same calling and receive similar assignments to the general authority 70s. The only difference is that they're not doing it full time and they don't go throughout the world. They just stay in their area. So, um, you know, there's like the Utah North and the the North America, Northwest and North America, Northeast and several in Brazil and Asia and the Pacific islands and Europe and, you know, all these different areas that have been set apart by the church. And there's an article or a link I'll put in the show notes where it lists what each quorum, which areas uh, are a part of that quorum. But, you know, they have different authority. I mean, they have the same authority and the same responsibilities. It's just whether they do it throughout the world or whether they do it just in their local area. Now, the quorums of the 70 are presided over by the presidency of the 70. So the presidency of the 70 um, consists of seven members of the first or second quorums of the 70. And they're called by the first presidency and they're given authority to preside over the 70. So there's seven presidents of the 70. And off the top of my head, I know that several um, members of the, the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles previously served in the presidency of the 70. So, um, you know, they're, they're called to, de- to deal with and, and to lead and to preside and to train and counsel and do all those things for all the 70 throughout the world. I know there's there's a, an annual training before the April to our general conference where all the 70s get together and are trained. Then they also have different trainings um, in their various areas uh, throughout the year as well. So the final question is, and probably the most important, is what are the duties? What are the actual duties? What do they do, these members of the 70? And it's a little bit ambiguous you know, it kind of reminds me of when I was called as a state clerk or state executive secretary. I think it was state executive secretary. And I called my mission president and I asked him, I said, president, what is a, what does a state executive secretary do? You know, what's the responsibilities? And his response was essentially whatever the state president needs you to do. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not very clear. Sometimes I feel that's the way the 70 is because really the 70s responsibility is essentially to help and serve alongside the 12 and do whatever it is that they need them to do. It says, I'm quoting from Elder Tingey's article again, it says, Latter-day revelations provide that the 70 are to preach the gospel and be a special witnesses of Jesus Christ in all the world. Furthermore, they are to act in the name of the Lord under the direction of the Twelve in building up the church and regulating all the affairs of the same in all nations. The unique and singular calling of the Seventy is clearly established in the Revelations. Quote, It is the duty of the Twelve to call upon the Seventy when they need assistance, to fill the several calls for preaching and administering the gospel instead of any others. So, essentially... These are the people that the Quorum of the Twelve use to fulfill the things that need to be done in the church. You know, they're kind of their right-hand men. They're they're the the guys that they turn to, you know. And then um, one other thing I wanted to read here. It says, uh, Elder Tingey says, Following the pattern established in the time of the Prophet Joseph Smith, the modern-day Quorums of the Seventy are, quote, instituted 
For traveling elders to bear record of my name in all the world, wherever mine apostles shall send them to prepare prepare a way before my face. I also think this is an interesting comment. Um, this is on LDS.org and, and one I'll link to as well. But it says, uh, quorums, the quorums of the 70 were presided over by seven men who constituted the first council of the 70. So this is talking about historically. It says, these men were sustained as general authorities next to the quorum of the 12 in authority. In 1907, Joseph F. Smith taught that the first council of the 70 functioned as assistance to the 12 apostles and were in one sense, quote, apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ sent to preach the gospel throughout the world. I think it's interesting that Elder or uh, President Smith made that comment that, you know, this first council of 70 were essentially uh, apostles. You know, they had that same responsibility to bear testimony of Jesus Christ, to teach the gospel, to um, declare repentance, to do all of those things. And I think that's important for us to realize is, you know, I think sometimes we think of of these men as less. And I think, you know, I've definitely heard that with, oh, well, he's just an area authority. Well, these men, I mean, these are the men that the 12 call upon. You know, these are are, 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 are good men, and they've been given authority um, and delegated authority to them to do the things that they are doing. And every single time I've been in the presence of a 70, and it literally didn't matter if it was a area 70 or a general authority 70, I have been unbelievably impressed with the spirit that they bring, the testimonies that they carry. And I think it's important for us to to understand what their responsibilities are and how they fit into the governing, um, I guess, organization of the church and also the ecclesiastical organization and, and what they can bring to us in our local areas um, to help us to um, learn and understand what it is that our Father in Heaven would have us do through guidance and direction, through His prophet, through the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, and down through the 70s. So, two quick questions. Based on everything we've talked about today, what role or purpose do you see that the 70 fulfill within the church? And the second question is, what can we learn about church service from the 70s and their responsibilities and how they carry them out? Thank you for listening to the Everyday Conversion Podcast. For transcripts and other bonus materials, as well as past episodes, be sure to visit everydayconversion.com. And if you haven't yet, be sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening platform. This episode was a production of the Everyday Conversion Podcast. And while we are faithful members of the church, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts of this podcast alone and do not represent the official doctrine and viewpoint of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For official doctrine and viewpoints of the church, please visit lds.org.